1: I'm your host Al Fadi. This is Let Us Reason. Hope everyone is having a blessed day, and uh, I'm uh, really hopeful uh, that the series that we've been going through, related to the titles of Jesus, not only from the Quran, but to show you how you can at least use the Quran if necessary as a stepping stone, as a bridge, if you wish, back to the Bible. And uh, the series has been done uh, with our dear brother Sam Shamon, fabulous apologist to Islam. Uh, A wonderful brother uh, to know. Uh, I really encourage you to uh, uh, search for him on Facebook. He does a lot of wonderful posts. Uh, In fact, I can't keep up with his posts on a daily basis. But at the same time, you can visit also multiple sites for his writings, and I'll have him share with you. But one of those fabulous sites is answering-islam.org. Once again, it's answering-islam.org, and search for authors under Sam Shimon. And uh, Sam, thank you again, brother, for joining us, and uh, if you can uh, let people know right away, brother, how they can get a hold of you.
0: Yeah, before I do it, I just want to just praise and bless and glorify the God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and beg the Father, for the sake of His Son, to sanctify us and to bless this show in the power of the Holy Spirit, anointing us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to speak truth without error, and to do it for the glory of Jesus Christ, to strengthen believers and to convict Muslims to repent and turn to Jesus Christ. We ask the Father for his blessing in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Amen. Yep. They can find me on answeringislam.net or answering-islam.org. <clears throat> Either URL will work. They can also find me on YouTube, putting Sam Shamoon. They'll find my lectures and the shows I have used to do with David Wood, as well as Muslims Attacking Me, which is part of the, the... It goes with the territory, so to speak. And also, they can find all my current articles on answeringislamblog.wordpress.com answeringislamblog.wordpress.com. So I do appreciate the prayers of the saints that the Lord Jesus will just sanctify me, give me the health I need, the holiness I need to glorify him, to provide for us and to bless my, my family, wife and daughters for his glory in Jesus name. So,
1: amen. And I just want to say this to my listeners. My brother is not going to ask. I'm asking for him. He worth every penny that you'll donate towards his ministry. So I encourage you to pray for him for protection, for his family and for provision as well, whatever the Lord leads you to provide or offer, or even share it with others who can do that, that will be great. Yep.
0: Appreciate your love and support. May the Lord bless you and provide for you and embolden you for His glory. So praise Amen. Jesus for men like you.
1: Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, so last time, or at least in the last couple of uh, shows, we've been you know, going through the different titles for Jesus in the Quran and showing how the Quran, whether knowingly or unknowingly, was using powerful uh, titles for Jesus that actually... Uh, make his deity even the more clearer than uh, Muslims would want to know.
0: Yes. In fact, uh, uh, I want to piggyback off the previous shows, but one thing I want to, again, affirm, because you mentioned it, some Christians may have a difficult time with us appealing to the Quran to prove the truth of Christianity, because we don't believe the Quran is the word of God, we don't believe it's authoritative, but we do use it because Muslims believe it, and we're using their own source to bring them to the truth of Christ. But let me give... Christians a biblical basis for using the sources of even those that we're witnessing to. You'll find this in the example of the blessed apostle and servant of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul. In Acts seventeen twenty eight, as he's dialoguing with Greeks, he cites two of their own authorities to confirm the truth of his position. In Acts seventeen twenty eight, let me read it. It says, For in him we live and move and have our being. That is a quotation from a Cretan philosopher. uh, His name is hard to pronounce, my friend. Sorry, Epimenides. Epimenides. So here he cites a Cretan philosopher named Epimenides to establish the truth that God is the source of our life and He provides for us. And then the second part: as some of your own poets have said, notice he's citing their poets, Greek poets who were pagans and philosophers. As some of your own poets have said, we are His offspring. The second citation that Paul quotes is from a Cilician Stoic philosopher named Aratus, Aratus, or Aratus. however you want to pronounce his name. And then another example from Paul, Titus one twelve, Titus chapter 1, verse 12, written by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul says, one of Crete's own prophets, one of Crete's own prophets has said, Cretans are always liars, evil brutes, lazy gluttons. Now, notice he's quoting a false prophet a Cretan prophet, obviously he's a false prophet, but he's quoting the statement to show that even one of their own testifies against the Cretes. And that's why they need Jesus Christ for salvation. So if Paul, who is a spirit-filled emissary of the Lord Jesus, can cite sources written by unbelievers, in some contexts, pagans, Greek pagans, right, to affirm the truth of Christianity, this we see sets precedence that we can do likewise, in quoting the Quran and the Hadith, to affirm biblical truth. So you with me there, brother?
1: Absolutely, brother, and thank you for doing this, because you're absolutely correct. I feel sometimes some of our brothers and sisters are, co- are comfortable, uh, are uh, I should say, uncomfortable to use this, and others, unfortunately, go to the other extreme and use only the Koran uh, to share the gospel.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, we need to be balanced. We, we, I'll quote the Quran as a stepping stone to bring them to the truth of the scriptures, but I will not contextualize the message of the gospel so that it sounds thoroughly Islamic from beginning to end. So I won't speak of the prophet Isa, salam. that's a perversion of Scripture, and that's a perversion of our witness. So no, I'm not saying go to that extreme, but we need to be balanced and biblical and do what the Bible allows us to do within the limits set by the revelation of God. Amen. So now, with that said, let's talk about some of the miracles attributed to the Lord Jesus in the Quran that end up affirming his deity, proving that he is actually more than a prophet, that he's actually fully divine. in in human clothing, that he is fully divine who became a human being. Let's look at chapter 3 of the Quran. Let's look at verse 49. Chapter 3, verse 49. Let's see what the Quran attributes to Jesus Christ. It goes on, and I'm quoting Palmer translation, because here I believe his rendering is most accurate to the Arabic. And it begins this way. And he, Jesus, shall be a prophet to the people of Israel. And then it quotes Jesus' supposed words. We know Jesus doesn't speak in the Qur'an, but again, for argument's sake, this is what Jesus allegedly said, that I've come to you with a sign from God, Allah in Arabic, namely that I, notice this, notice the verb, I will create for you out of clay, using the verb qalaq, right? I will create for you out of clay as though it were the form of a bird, and I will blow, breathe into it, and it shall become a bird by God's permission. And I will heal the blind from birth and lepers, and I will bring the dead to life by God's permission. Now, that miracle of raising the dead, we find that in our canonical Gospels. The Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We are told that either the Lord Jesus himself raised the dead, or gave power and authority to his disciples to raise the dead in his name. But this miracle of Jesus creating from clay a bird, and then breathing into the bird, and bringing it into life, is not found in our Gospels. It's found in 2nd, 3rd, 4th century Christian fables. So here is a miracle story that Muhammad heard Christians mentioning, thinking that it's an actual miracle of the historical Jesus, makes it part and parcel of his message in the Quran. But in adopting adapting that story, little did Muhammad realize he attributed the power of creation and life to Jesus, thereby making Jesus God. Now before I unpack that a little further, let's look at another verse in the Quran. Chapter 5, verse 110 of the Quran. Chapter 5, verse 110, where God will supposedly speak to Jesus and say the following. O Jesus, Son of Mary, remember my favor towards thee and towards thy mother, when I strengthen thee with the Holy Spirit, that thou should speak unto men in the cradle. So here's a miracle that Jesus supposedly performed, that as an infant in the cradle he spoke. And he did so by the power of the Holy Spirit. So note again an implicit reference to the Trinity. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So God is strengthening Jesus by the Holy Spirit with the Holy Spirit. Here again, Muhammad is mimicking, aping Christian theology, what he hears Christians talking about, and makes it part and parcel of his message in the Quran, in order to entice Christians to consider the message of Islam seriously. But little does he realize that in doing that, he's actually bearing implicit witness to the triunity of God. Because pay attention to this, brother. It's the Holy Spirit that strengthens Jesus to do the miracles. That means the Holy Spirit has divine attributes and characteristics, because the kind of miracles that Jesus does are the miracles that only God can do. And here, instead of saying that God is doing it, it's actually the Holy Spirit empowering Jesus to do these miracles. So Jesus, in union with the Spirit of God, is doing miracles, testifying to his divine commission. So you with me there?
1: Absolutely, and I, wanna, I want you to touch also on by the will of Allah or by the yeah. uh, you know, uh, permission of God uh, when you get to that verse, uh, uh, the one that we just sure. talked about, 349.
0: Yes, I'll do that. So, strengthen with the Holy Spirit, so that by the Spirit's power he spoke in the cradle. And when thou was grown up, he also spoke in maturity. And when I taught you the Scripture and wisdom and the law and the Gospel, and when you create, when you create of clay again, that verb, uh, khalak, as it were the figure of a bird, by my permission, and did breathe thereon, breathe into it, and it became a bird, by my permission, and you did heal one blind from his birth, and the leper, by my permission, and when you did bring forth the dead, by my permission, so notice some of the miracles that Jesus does with the permission of God, raises the dead, brings the dead out of their graves, out of their tombs, creates from clay a bird, breathes into that bird, And that bird comes to life, becomes animate by his breath. Now, I'm going to show you why that's significant in a minute. And he gave sight to the blind and cleansed lepers. Now, what's interesting about this miracle that's attributed to Jesus, this miracle of creating from clay a bird and then animating it, making it alive by breathing into it, is that this is exactly the way God created Adam according to the Quran. According to the Quran, the way Allah, God, created mankind, Adam, is that he took from clay, fashioned a human being, and then breathed into that clay his spirit, and then man became a living being, a living soul. Let me read that to you. Chapter 6, verse 2 of the Quran. Chapter 6, verse 2. Speaking of mankind generally. He it is who created you from clay, using the same verb, khalak, right? And then using also the word tin, tinin, right? From tinin, clay, He it is who created you from clay, and then he decreed a term. Now let's look at chapter 38, verses 71 to 72. Behold, thy Lord said to the angels... This is chapter 3 of the Quran, verses 71 to 72. Behold, thy Lord said to the angels, I am about to create man from clay. Again, the same verb, and again, using the same word, tenin, from teen, from clay. Notice again, just like God, Jesus created from clay. And just like God, he made that clay object come to life by breathing into it. Because it goes on to say, I'm about to create man from clay when I have fashioned him and breathed into him of my spirit. So according to the Quran, Allah, God, and Jesus both have the ability and the power to create, using the same verb in Arabic, create from clay and then breathe into that clay and make that clay come to life, animate that clay by their breath.
1: Which, now, which, which reference, but, the second one, brother, for the benefit of the uh, audience, which reference was it?
0: That was chapter 3 of the Quran, 71 and 72. Okay. It's also found in chapter 15 of the Quran, 20 to 29. It's recounting the story of the creation of Adam. The first passage I cited was chapter 6, verse 2, but again, you read Arabic, you can confirm the verb for create is the same when it's used of Jesus in chapter 3, verse 49, and chapter 5, verse 110, and... Both God and Jesus create from the same substance, clay, team, right? Right. So it's the same thing. So notice, like Jesus, I'm saying like God, Jesus creates from clay. Like God, Jesus then breathes into the clay and brings it to life, animates it by his breath, which means that Jesus on earth possessed the same breath of life that Allah possesses, that God possesses, according to the Quran. You with me there? Yes, sir. Now let me read a comment. Uh, a comment by Samir Khalil. Samir, he's a Christian scholar of Islam, right? So he writes in an article that he submitted for the book edited by Gabriel Sayed Reynolds, the Quran and its historical context. You can actually get this book on Amazon, or even read it online for free. Free, the Quran and its historical context, edited by Gabriel Sayed uh, Reynolds or right, Sayed Reynolds.
1: Right, right. It's
0: a chapter six the theological Christian influence on the Quran a reflection. So this scholar Samir, Khalil Samir, notes about the verb khalaqa The verb khalaqa is found 180 times in the Quran, and it is always translated in various languages with to create. With the exception of Quran 2017, right, <clears throat> with the exception of this passage, where you invent the lie, you create a lie, it always designates, notice this, it always designates the creative action of God. In 177 cases, the subject of the verb is God, while in the other two cases, chapter 3, verse 49, and chapter 5, verse 110, it's Christ. Did you catch it? Yes, sir. This verb is used always of God with two exceptions, and those exceptions, the verb has Jesus as the subject. He's the one doing the creating. Now, notice what, what he goes on to say, because this is an important quote. This is why I'm citing it. Evidently, this can only come from Christians. Muslim tradition, which could not uphold this meaning, the only one attested in the Quran, in other words, Muslims can't affirm that Jesus created, because that would make him creator. But they have no choice, they're stuck with it. Muslim tradition interprets it with the meaning of to fashion mold. Meanwhile, the action of breathing into is, in the Bible, as in the Quran, typical of the creative action of God. Now he ends it this way. Thus, the two verbs used in this verb, both reflect the divine creative action and not the human action of a potter. Did you catch it? Yes. The verb always refers to a divine action, a divine creative act, and yet it's applied to Jesus. In other words, Jesus, like God, is creating, and like God, is breathing life into a clay object, and yet the Quran acknowledges no other creator who has the ability to breathe life into anything except God, and yet Jesus shares in that quality and that ability. Now, why would he if he's just a mere creature, a mere mortal, mere messenger? Do you see the dilemma?
1: Absolutely, and and this is the problem. Uh, and if my listeners uh, are joining us right now, this is let us reason. I'm your host, Al-Fadi, with me here, Sam Shamoon. We're continuing uh, our series regarding uh, the titles of Jesus, and today we are focusing on some of the titles in the Quran that clearly also exhibit our Lord Jesus Christ as a divine God uh, in the flesh, basically, who has the power uh, to create, in this case, and at the same time it shows uh, confirmation, sometimes implicit, sometimes explicit, of uh, all the members of the Trinity working together.
0: And this is... Quite explicit, again, to hammer the point. The verb, uh, or kalak, which is the noun form of the verb. In two exceptions, always used of Allah, creating. Those two exceptions, Jesus is the subject of that verb. He's the one doing the creating. And to top it off, he then breathes into that clay object that he created. The breath of life and making it alive in the same way that God did for Adam. God created Adam from teen, from clay, breathed into it, and Adam came to life. Jesus is creating in the exact same way that God creates. Now, why, why this is interesting, because in chapter 16, verse 17 of the Quran, it says this. Notice what chapter 16, verse 17 says. Is then he who creates like one that creates not. Is then he, meaning God who creates like one who creates not will you not receive admonition? Now, this was the Abdullah Yusuf Ali translation. Let me read Muhammad Asad's translation. Muhammad Asad, 1617. Is then he who creates comparable, comparable to any being that cannot create? The answer is, the one who creates is unlike anything. You can't compare the one who creates to the one who cannot create, but now we have a problem. Here's the problem. Jesus creates exactly like God. So that means Jesus is comparable, comparable to God, He's exactly like God. So when the Quran says that there's nothing in creation that's like God, Allah is unlike anything in creation, chapter 42, verse 11 of the Quran. This means that Jesus can't be a mere creature because he's exactly like the Creator because he creates in the same way that the Creator does. And he even gives life the way the Creator gives. You see the dilemma?
1: Big dilemma, for sure.
0: And so the only way the Muslims can get around this is by saying... ...that God gave Jesus permission to do so... ...which now I'm going to elaborate on... ...but then that means that God committed shirk... ...what do I mean? Shirk is is the sin of taking a partner with Allah... ...that's the sin of of ascribing to Allah a partner... ...who shares in Allah's divine characteristics... ...and his glory and praise... ...and yet here Muslims will have us believe... ...that God made Jesus his partner... ...he took Jesus as, as a partner in God's ability to create and breathe life, which means that God ended up committing shirk. So now that means either you have to believe Jesus is God who became in the flesh, which means the Quran is wrong when it says he's a mere servant of God, or you're going to have to believe that God allowed a creature to share in his exclusive divine attributes of creating and giving life. So either way, Islam looks bad and the Quran is filled with error.
1: That's correct, because it's going against its own theology.
0: Exactly, because he doesn't want partners ascribed to him in his divine attributes and his majesty and his sovereignty. And yet here Jesus, like God, creates, and Jesus, like God, breathes life into a clay object, animating it by his breath, which means that while Jesus is on earth, he possessed the very breath of life. And understand what that also means, because in the passages we read, God breathes his spirit into Adam. That means while Jesus is on earth, he has the power and the ability to breathe that spirit that gives life into clay objects. Because that's what it implies. What does Allah breathe? His spirit. So the spirit originates from Allah. And the reason why Allah breathes or God breathes his spirit into clay objects is to make them alive. Because the spirit is the agent through whom God, Allah, imparts life. That means that Jesus himself possessed the spirit... And was breathing the spirit into that clay object, which means that Jesus also possesses the spirit like Allah does or God does. Amen. So yeah. we have problems here, don't we? Now, if I have a few more minutes left, I don't know what, how, how, how I'm doing on time. Let me unpack what it means, be it Allah, by a, the permission of Allah.
1: We have about three minutes.
0: Okay, let me work quickly. Some Muslims will say, well, see, that means that Allah is giving Jesus the power. I already explained why that doesn't solve the dilemma. Even if you want to say that Allah gave Jesus, God gave Jesus the power, that means God made Jesus his partner in his divine attributes of creating and giving life. So he still commits, sure. However, be isni Allah, with Allah's permission, doesn't mean that God gave him the power to do it, but permitted him to do so. What do I mean? <clears throat> There's a difference between me giving you power to do something and me permitting you to do something. For me to permit you to do something assumes that you have the ability to do it. For example, I give you permission to ride my car, right? I don't give you the ability to drive my car, but I permit you to drive my car. But for me to give you that permission, I'm assuming that you have the ability to drive a car, right? Correct. So when it says that God permits Jesus to do things, that doesn't mean that the power that Jesus had comes from God. It simply means that God has enough confidence in Jesus to be able to do the things that God permits him to do. So he's giving him permission to do it, but not the power to do it, because Jesus already possesses that power inherently, intrinsically.
1: Absolutely. So that's the difference
0: between saying, by his permission and by his power. The so, Quran doesn't say, by Allah's power, it says, with the permission of God.
1: Amen. Absolutely. And thank you, brother. This is an excellent point, and I hope uh, my uh, uh, listeners uh, caught this, because... All it's uh, going on here is that God says, Jesus, I know you can create, so I give you permission on earth to do so.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. Like, I give you permission to drive my car. I don't give you the ability to do it. You have to possess the ability for you to drive a car. Since I know you have that ability, go ahead and do it.
1: Once again, brother, the Quran, sadly, captures things unknowing. What does it mean? And our Muslim friends, unfortunately, are taught by humans who contradict what the Quran is saying most of the time. And it's funny, when you read the commentaries, they say they, the scholars deferred on the meaning of this. And unfortunately for our Muslim friends, whom I really appeal to, that they would go to the Word of God, the true Word of God, our Bible, to see Jesus as He is, not as the Quran and the commentators are trying to present. Exactly. Well, brother, we're approaching the end, so once again, I would like for you to remind our listeners how they can contact you, how they can bless you, brother, and how they can follow you.
0: They can find me on answeringislam.net or answering-islam.org. Go to individual authors, look up Sam Shamoon, read the articles and my emails there. They can also contact me on islam dot answeringislam.wordpress.com, or find my lectures and videos on YouTube. And if the Lord puts in their heart they want to partner with me financially, just contact me via email, and I'll tell you how to do that. And for your prayers for the family, myself, much appreciated, because we need the Holy Spirit to sustain us, and our prayers are taken into account by God and bringing about His perfect will for our lives. So Christ is risen, risen indeed.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, my brother, and thank you for those of you who are uh, listening to us today. You can always go back to our archive shows, for this series and previous ones on Sierra International, that's C as in Charlie, CIRA international.com or on SoundCloud.com or even uh, follow us through KPXQ 1360, Faith Talk Radio. I'm your host, Fadi. Until we meet again, have a blessed week.